0: Holding his hand, like a the of sitting down by the street, but leads him to the corpus play. Give him a shotgun to please his mind, give them quail well, a few reasons to fly. Living in the city just ain't for me. I wanna go back to the country. And take me to Texas, I wanna go down that. Put the dog on the porch and turn up your radio. This is The Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan. Live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going. Just as fast as my feet can fly Come away, come away you get going. Leave the sink and ship behind. All right. Come
1: on Good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome. It's The Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Yes, just an old pin shack on the back of the ranch, but we call it home live every Sunday morning, 7 to 9, or you can find us 24-7, 365 at your favorite podcast platform. Just go to theoutdoorzone.com and they'll, we'll, we'll help you find your favorite podcast platform. I'm TJ Grainy. In the bunkhouse with me this morning is Cody Ryan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and beefsteaks sitting in the house. My spirit animal is brisket.
2: <laughs> okay.
3: He's been working yeah. on it.
2: He's been wanting to say that all week. He hey, I want to tell works.
3: you that I thought about it, and I've been doing the, hey, Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. For ever since... You know, you weren't even born Kool-Aid. when Kool-Aid, when the whole Kool-Aid commercial came out. You weren't even born yet. And we were doing, oh, we don't were doing give me that. We I'm were a doing, lot
2: older than you think I am. <laughs> even though I got carded the other day for uh, spray paint. Tie wire
1: is the ranch hand that gets <laughs> here early and makes sure the old, the gate gets open and the old pot belly stove gets fired up every weekend. and pour some water over the old coffee grinds from last week and put a screw in the screen door to make sure it didn't fall off today thank you for that ty and uh yeah so you can track us 24 7 365
2: at the outdoor our brand new website or and, and we would like to thank that our uh lovely sponsors this segment is sponsored by mcbride's guns with the way society is pounding on our right stone guns there's no truth to that further than what we're dealing with right now it's imperative that we support our local gun shops and the ones we trust with our constitutional rights that's mcbride's guns you know they've been family owned and operated firearm full service firearm dealer. they got a gunsmith right there you got issues with any of your firearms you need them looked over. You need some accessories put on your firearms. They got a full staff that can handle it for you right there at McBride's. You'll find them in the same place they've been for years, right there at the corner of 30th and Lamar. Call them 512-472-3532 or check them out online, mcbridesguns.com, because McBride's Guns, they're our hometown gun shop.
1: You know, it's weird. Uh, Mrs. Grainy got a date we did a date night last night she got a date she got her
2: congratulations <laughs> and, and then
1: after she got home with you no well, she went on a date and then after she got home <laughs> no uh we uh we worked around the farm all day yesterday just you know man manuel labor and then we decided we're going to go out to eat last night so we went to the little mexican food place in town which we really like Mm -hmm. had dinner and then she just wanted to drive around the back roads driving with the windows down and so we were driving around the back roads and we came up on a railroad track and she goes i want to find some more of those railroad nails i said okay we pulled over and we walked the tracks a little ways and picked up railroad spikes and then she started uh talking about all the things she wanted to build so we went back to Went back to the farm. Went in the shop and uh, built a little janky little table thing. Ottoman. It's it's a plant ottoman. Uh, Oh yeah, that's what it'll happen. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to figure out.
2: Y'all sent a you sent a picture, or she did. She was so excited. Uh huh. And I was trying to decide how you got those old bent railroad nails into that piece of wood that rotted, uh, piece well, it was a giant wood.
1: chunk of, of, um,
2: of old railroad
1: tie itself actually that okay. was split and wore down. And you just uh, drilled some holes in it. And, I let her drill it. Yeah. I gave her a paddle bit, which was a treat in itself, watching her risk. It janked around by a paddle bit in an old railroad tie. Uh, <laughs> But it was, no, I'm, the point is, the point is, um, yeah. And she built it, you know, I just stood there and helped her and made sure she had what she needed, but walked her through it. And, uh, and boy, I'll tell you what, I got a, I got one point for that. <laughs> I got a point for being a great date night. And so my challenge to you and beef is. Uh, over, outdo that. Outdo do that date night boys do that one up, up one. So, out to
2: all we got to do, railroad tie and yeah, a couple of railroad nails. Okay, Mm -hmm. yep. And you really set the bar up there, bud.
1: And then it poured down rain while we were eating restaurant at the restaurant. I mean, the town, we got puddles everywhere and we didn't get a drop at the farm.
2: Well, good for you. Oh, you didn't get any at the farm? No. No, I didn't get it. But, but you know, we I... got a little drizzle, but it didn't even hit the ground. You could see it in the air, and it never touched the ground. That's the kind of rain we got yesterday. It was like fake rain. It would just float down <laughs> until two feet above the ground, and just
3: you evaporate. should have you should have been around here. I bet we got an inch of rain. It came down just boom, for an hour.
2: Well, good for you. It was steak. awesome. We're real proud of you. Yeah, you're gr- growing those. Real proud what are you growing you? over there? Me
3: and a couple uh, other. Yeah, I know you are. Um, me and a couple other people came out of, you know, we're outside and like, what is this? What are we feeling? This is weird. What is falling from the sky? I haven't seen rain in a long time. <laughs> I had my boxers on. You know me. If I could, I'd. If I didn't live in an HOA, I'd probably live on the porch in my, in my tidy whities,
1: skivvies. So the other day it was late at night and Mrs. Granny wanted me to go out and get something out of the truck. I don't remember what it was. So I put on my hunting boots, you know, those muck boots and, uh, and I grabbed my cowboy hat and I was walking out the door and she goes, you look like that guy on that old cowboy TV show and i said what and she goes you know that one uh lonesome dove you look like that old guy
3: <laughs> that old guy and i
1: said honey that is one of the most beautiful and wonderful and amazing things you've ever said to me thank you thank you thank you <laughs> gus wow wearing his boots and his skivvies and his cowboy hat oh, he goes Lord. down to the
3: creek well he must uh, uh must run in the family <clears throat> I uh, I don't know if I remember telling me or you me telling you this story, but growing up on the farm, my grandparents, they heard a noise out and my, my grandma was like, Don, and that was my grandpa's name, Don. Don, get out there and look at that. So he grabbed his shotgun and he was in his little skibbies as you call them, and uh, he goes out and we had a screened in mudroom porch and he... Snuck out there, and he's got his uh, his shotgun pointed, you know, out the door, just a little screen door, and looking around. And all of a sudden, whoa, bam, and a shot shot went off. <laughs> he tells the story that the uh, German Shepherd was sleeping in the mudroom on the couch, and when he when he was bending over like that, guess what? The dog took a little sniff. <laughs> And boom, right in the old you know, when you get a nose in the uh in the the butt, you decide uh, you know, some things bad things can happen. So a cold Man. a cold dog nose um will will get get your attention. So there you go. See, and now okay, you know a little bit more about then. me so and we got how a weather I grew report. up.
1: Got a weather report from uh where is Dave Hine? It's in Minnesota, Wisconsin. Rain most of the night up there. So we got some folks up north getting some rain.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. I just don't really want to hear about people in rain, with rain. It's going to come, but it's not going to come until I finish the pond project, which,
1: so my bobcat went back down again because I was <laughs> working on it and I broke uh, up fuel Let's line rephrase this our bobcat okay and, okay continue uh continue. your father-in-law is going to come over and help me undo a couple of bolts that i can't get done undone he's trying to work himself into
2: that partnership is he i can't I believe can't you, believe bought, you bought, i can't I believe, can't you, believe bought you bought into, into it. it i oh, didn't have any choice really it's
1: a long story <clears throat> No, i've way spent past my partnership on this thing i assure you uh, but I, I'll never, I'll never not own a, own a Bobcat. I'll, I'll always own one now. I mean, they're just, you can do stuff
3: with a Bobcat.
1: Now beef, you may run. Yeah. Out you of room. can work on you it. You know, we, for like, we, you called it, room we called it over there. We called it a, Hat,
3: a skid loader red. Jet. You're talking about a skid yeah. loader, right? Skid steer. Yeah. Skid okay. Steer. Well, no, those are super popular on the old farm. The only thing you can 90, get in
2: 90, 10, working on it to using it. 90, 10. Wisconsin, Dave's in Wisconsin, chiming
1: in. Hey, uh, so not going to take that up. I oh, guess. did
3: I say we got rain? We got like an inch of just poured down. It was awesome. Good just for you, B. <laughs> moving right along, and it's
1: raining in Wisconsin.
3: Well, uh, it's raining everywhere, but here. I mean, Kentucky, Wisconsin. There's a well, the third El Nino, right? Uh, rare triple El Nino is kind of the cause of this whole thing, is but you know, that.
1: Cal- are they getting rain in California or are they on fire?
3: <clears throat> I don't know. Why not you, uh, so
2: I'll, I'll look at the radar, but they, they, uh, they're saying this is still one of the, they're still holding by the, the most hurricanes, most tropical storms, uh, every year. We yeah, hope so. One of, one of those kind of deals that it's still, there's still a chance for that to happen.
3: Yeah, there's a high pressure to, zone over us, right? That just is hanging out. Everything's going north and south of us. That's so what
2: they're they're going to hold on to that uh, thought that it's going to be the most hurricanes, most tropicals, most named storms in in uh, in history. But I'm just not seeing it. You know, we got one way out there off of Mexico, not not in the Gulf, but on the on the other side there, the Pacific side. And
1: then, beef, uh, you need to you need to send in your name.
3: To what we need? Oh yeah, a, b- a beefsteak hurricane. <laughs> that sounds actually pretty interesting. But you the know, one if you... that's
2: out there right now in the Pacific's called Nine. Like that's what they name that
3: N-I-N-E. one. and Why are they
1: naming them numbers? They ran out of names. They just named them after women.
3: Um, we can't nine. do that nine anymore. Women, it, I mean, it's a. Is it a normal he, There. I mean, a she? It? They? Thou? Then nine. Shame. Nine women. <laughs> oh, gonna, yeah, they can't you oh they can't use names now. Yeah, you gotta use pronouns with somebody. Which pronoun? Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Brisket. You, I
1: got I got an email the other day from somebody who had she, her, mm-hmm. them or something underneath their name.
3: Oh, yeah, i You I'm probably glad.
1: get a bunch of those beef, huh? Oh yeah. So it's your, the
3: all the big rage to do that on your uh resume now is to put your pronoun To kind of make sure everybody knows you're woke, you know, that's what
1: that you're uh, I'm like, you know, I never had trouble
3: figuring that out before, but I guess uh, you got to tell me anyways, we won't get into that. But if you go into the weather thing and you really go look at it, our vice president of the United States is saying, oh, look at the flooding and natural disaster and we need to watch it. This is what happens. When you don't take care of the earth, then green is where way to go. It's, it's a cycle. What is it? It's a weird the, cycle that is going on. It happens, you know, very rarely. The, does it hit a it third happens. in
1: right. the Netherlands or someplace like that? I was around a bunch of guys the other day that were saying that you were in the
3: Netherlands. The yeah, other this day. is
1: weird. Uh, you never know where I'm going to end up. Where's Waldo? Uh, i was with some guys i guess it was bible study and they were talking about like the netherlands is um limiting how many animals a farmer can have on their property and they're going to monitor the gas they have a way to monitor the gas that comes from each animal and they're
3: going to tax them on it or the methane some kind of weird weird uh, yeah, yeah yeah man it sounds more like a PETA segment than uh, i mean
1: they're and the countries are crashing and burning behind the behind this climate thing
3: they're i mean they're hurting
2: what country it, is this you're gonna have to hook up a monitor even heard to of your it.
1: longhorns
2: never even heard of the netherlands cody
1: you're gonna have to hook up a a, a methane monitor <laughs> it staples
2: to their butt you just, now they will die of lead poisoning far before i hook up a <laughs> Methane tester,
3: <laughs> I think you can probably lead poisoning st- statistically with average it out. piece of
2: lead,
1: beef. You're going to wonder what that box is that gets shipped to your house. Uh huh. So what please attach this to beefsteak?
3: Oh, we, we have man, a, we have a <laughs> report on him.
1: He was uh, he was reported as a potential methane issue <laughs>
3: we have to monitor it is for this that what country. it is oh <laughs> yeah. my gosh we're gonna tax him oh my gosh. Beef steak. yeah
2: tell me about uh sun auto and what we got well, going well really
3: interesting what happened is my wife's durango it uh it the the blower you know it's only it's a 2019 you know and uh the blower went out i was told to call the dealer And they told me it would be September 12th would be the first appointment I could get. Are you kidding me? My wife will be out of an air conditioner until next month. Guess who I called? They took care of the the warranty. They covered the warranty. I called Sun Auto. And they set an appointment for me on Friday. I dropped it off. Man, they were so informative. Told me everything. Called me the next day. And I'm they're keeping it over the weekend. And they're going to fix everything up. And that is, you know, the basic idea here is that everyone at some point needs to have their vehicle repaired. And it can be hard to find a mechanic you can trust. But we use our friends at Sun Auto Service. Sun Auto Service is a family-owned and operated auto repair maintenance company since 1978. I go over to 405 West Slaughter Lane, but you can also visit 1300 Medical Parkway, Cedar Park, 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown, and Lakeway at 1206 Ranch Road 620. Follow them on Facebook. I even turned in a great, uh, a great coupon and used it there. They also provide you with tips and specials every week. Just go visit them online at sunautoservice.com. All right, coming up
1: next, we got Cody going to talk some fishing, and uh, we'll see what's going on in the professional fishing world and more. Only one place, live in the bunkhouse, Sunday morning 79 or 24-7-365 at theoutdoorzone.com. I'm Everstar Pro, Ron Sheffield, and I fish FLW. You're listening to the Outdoors now. Fish on.
0: Up this morning before the sun, fixed me some coffee and a honey bun, jumped in the pickup, gave her the gas, I'm going out to catch a five-pound
1: bag. All right, welcome back to the Bunkhouse, Regulators. Thank you for being tuned in. Thank you for sharing there, this podcast, this live recorded podcast with and your friends. Hey, this summer, build your perfect new Ram without all the added charges, market addendum, adjustments, addendums, and pay nothing until it arrives during the Nile Maxwell Supercenter's Make This Summer event. Just because it's not in stock doesn't mean you have to settle for less. Our Ram truck team at Nile Maxwell Supercenter will sit down with you and build out the exact Ram that best suits your needs. Build it buy it and we'll deliver it right to your driveway the savings and selection are here the number one chrysler dodge jeep ram dealer in austin come save thousands at the nile maxwell supercenter 62183 in austin see all the savings online at nile maxwell supercenter.com
2: all right so i'm having some major uh computer issues over here. Somehow I switched my screen. I swiped my hand wrong and my screen switched over. So uh, I don't, I don't even know how to explain it. So I can only see y'all if I go way over here. There we go. But then I get rid of all my documents that I have loaded. Do you really need to see us again? It makes this conversation it time easier for me when I can speak to you in a conversational method but usually y'all drift off this point anyway because we're going to talk a little fishing i'm here but uh last week we had talked i I feel like it justifies furthering this conversation so last week i had mentioned and some very popular podcasts with millions of followers had discussed this very topic this week as well they probably heard our podcast we're like man we really need to talk about that because that guy's really shocking yes shocking smart and you know a brilliant guy and those two guys that please please don't talk in the (laughs) bunkhouse those two guys that were in the bunkhouse with him just weren't catching it so oh please the idea that i I have hope that you guys will shimmy on up to the to the
1: highest of highs, of yeah, come on, intellect. Up. Actually, it's yeah. you and me
2: chasing after beef. <laughs> yeah. uh,
3: Don't. What if you catch me?
2: It's it's the idea that that when do when do these non-native species in the fishing world become uh, native? When do we just accept them that they're here, and we control them like we do other species? So, and that can be fish or or plants and wildlife and things that grow that they try and eliminate with other kinds of fish like i've always said how dumb it is to try and eliminate a non-native species with a non-native species i mean if you think about it, in the united states we are non-native species right i mean we're not a certain amount of our population
1: is trying to eliminate us so
2: yeah well there's a whole bunch of different things there but if we just keep it surface level and don't dig into that part of it (laughs) the truth is is that we're non-native species to this area too so things move evolve and change as they as they have for hundreds of years right i mean that's just reality and sometimes when these things get into lakes and they take over and they do extremely well when do we just accept it that it's just here and it is what it is instead of battling it and spending this money but then you get into the whole government entity issue are do they they're not going to accept something as a native species at this point because if they do then they work themselves out of a job and they have nothing to worry about anymore right you know we kind of talked about that issue Kind of on a different in a different sector, but talked about that same issue. So they're not going to recognize it, recognize a non native species as, a, as something a, well, a, I, and accept it because they have to keep it a problem in order to keep their job.
1: I never, oh my God, until no way, uh, I guess up north, I guess up north, maybe. you think I'm kidding? I, 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 I never I'm once wrong. heard that smallmouth bass were. Uh, I mean, I never understood or never heard that they were an issue, and and now I'm seeing all these
2: press releases and all these only in only in certain bodies of water, right? Only in certain areas that smallmouth bass are in are, are and it's but it's with all of the it's with all kinds of species. So some of the things they're doing, like, are changing the names of some of these species some of these non-native species that have taken over waterways changing the names to make them more appealing to anglers in order for anglers to maybe go after them and and build an industry around them that's what that's what will solve this issue in my mind
1: united changing like changing an asian carp to a a fighting White bull, or something like that. I
3: think Uh, yeah, they, like they a, decided well, to well, call well, it like like a copious the, copie, Copi.
2: a copie. Yeah, that's yeah. what they're calling them now. Copies, yeah.
3: I'll leave it to Illinois Instead to figure that one out, you know. Yeah, so, <laughs> so
2: the idea, the idea being that now people will not have this, you know, cloud over this carp. And maybe they'll start utilizing it and eating it and actually fishing for it. Cause it's not this carp that has a bad connotation, but actually a copie. Oh, that's cool. You're a copie angler, you know, or you're catching copie and you fried up some copie the other night. I mean, so it's we, the trick <laughs> in my mind, if you want to control these non-native populations is you give it to the private sector just like we do with anything that's been innovated in any fast and creative and way that has worked over and and shown the course of time give it to the private sector to figure out so some of these folks are using you know different types of invasive crabs or invasive carp for different purposes right they've come up with different uses for them and that is how you regulate or that is how you control the population of different invasive species is allow the public allow the citizens to come up with ways to solve it the government regulated methods are not working
3: Okay, so the only problem I see is when we introduce something that we don't understand the rigid residual side effects. You're trying to get rid of one thing, so you introduce it, and then that explodes. That's the right. problem. Well, that's been
2: the problem over and over and over and over. So if like, you're mishandling... Don't control a non-native species with a non-native species.
3: Uh, yeah, right? I mean, you're going to get some, right, uh, trade-up where... They, they so are introduced, but don't do don't, it purposely.
2: Right, but they that's how they've controlled. That's one method that they've used to control non-native species in the past. The, the uh, hydrilla situation in lakes. They added Asian carp. Now Asian carp have exploded and are becoming a problem. So that is where it's incredibly disgustingly wrong in my mind. That's do, what gets me fired do up.
3: Do you think that it was a group that was more concerned about the way hydrilla felt when they got into the water and it wrapped around you and was icky and mooky and so some oh, city yeah, council decided to do it rather than the Texas Parks and Wildlife for LCRA and regulate it from that it's point?
2: Always, it's always money. Meaning those who have it and push the hardest are the way that these things are done. And that's where the problem is. It's not the health of the fishery or the health of the, you know, of the. I don't know.
1: I, it, the, this whole thing with the carp up there in the north. I mean, there, the problem is the carp are, are populating faster than and it's, and it's an unhealthy level of population, so they want people to have a reason to take them out of there. And they're trying to push the narrative that these are good to eat and fun to catch, and you should be catching them. And they're thinking that part of the way that they take the stigma off of calling it an Asian carp and just calling it a copy, it, it'll, it'll ease people into that whole uh, That whole um, idea that they're going to be able to eat them, or that they'll, or that catching them and eating them is good. And there's some guys. I know some guys that are crazy, crazy ass carp fishermen. I mean, they go nuts. And so I, I think I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Change the name. I don't care what it is. Um, if, if there's too many carp in there, just like too many deer, or just like too many anything else, got to get them out of there. Well, still call them something else, you know, call them copies. I'd be interested in eating a big old plate of fried copy and see what that tastes like. That'll, <laughs> well, be, the, you shouldn't do that'll that. be the determining factor right there.
2: You shouldn't need a plate of fried copy without having an altru health share plan. Finding affordable top quality health (laughs) care options can be tricky for the sportsmen, entrepreneurs, and those who are self-employed. Altrua HealthShare, they're a 501c3 organization that's been sharing in medical needs for over 25 years. This is what I am covered under, what my family is covered under, and who I trust. Altrua HealthShare, they're not insurance. However, they offer a powerful alternative to traditional insurance and skyrocketing costs you can find out how much you can save by going to myshare.org altrua health share where we care for one another Coming All right. up. come we got your news of the weird you get it only one place it's the outdoor zone live in the bunkhouse 24 7 365 at the
0: outdoorzone.com where you want to go Hey, American Blood Brothers, this
1: is Ted Nugent on the Outdoor Zone, live from the bunkhouse with my Blood Brother TJ.
2: Whack 'em and stack 'em, would you?
1: Alright, welcome back. Hey, talking about kopi. We got no Kopi over at Shore Raw Barn Grill. Shore Raw Bar and Grill is the hottest new restaurant in Austin, Texas. If you haven't been there, you need to go check out our buddies over at Shore Raw Bar and Grill, serving up regional coastal cuisine, combining flavors from Texas, Louisiana, Mexico. They have the Oyster Bar like none other. They have uh, homemade breads, desserts. Everything is homemade there. If you follow them on your social media, you'll see. What they're doing every day, they're posting some of their newest creations over there, and they are bringing the live music capital of the world brand back to Austin, Texas with live music every night. Uh, and don't forget today's Sunday. they got the incredible, beautiful Sunday brunch uh, live pet friendly uh, pet-friendly patio where you can sit out there with your pet, hang out, have a nice, cool drink and a lunch or dinner, go visit my buddies Rick Wahlberg and Jim Schneider over at Shore Raw Barn Grill, located on Highway 71 West at Covered Bridge, just west of the Y and Oak Hill. The Shore Raw Barn Grill, shoreatx.com for details. Shoreatx.com for details. Now it's time for news of the weird,
2: huh? Wild, weird, strange,
0: and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. We seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. It's time for the Outdoor Zones Outdoor News of the Weird.
1: So, um, this is a good one, and I have some solutions to help these, um, to help solve this problem: biting, clawing, attacking monkeys terrorize Japanese cities. The monkeys who target children and the elderly are trying to snatch babies, biting claw and clawing at flesh and sneaking into nursery schools. Hmm. They're finally getting back for, uh, those people that eat live monkeys brains out of their heads. Oh my gosh. People in Southwestern <laughs> beef nose. people in Southwestern <laughs> Japanese city. People in a southwestern Japanese city have come under attack from monkeys that are trying to snatch babies, biting and clawing at flesh, and sneaking into nursery schools. The attacks on 58 people since July 8th are getting so bad, Yamaguchi City Hall hired a special unit to hunt the animals with
3: tranquilizer guns. What are they going to do, relocate them? The monkeys aren't
1: interested in food, so traps haven't worked. They have targeted mostly children and the elderly. They are so smart that they tend to sneak up and attack from behind, often grabbing at your legs. When confronted by a monkey, the instructions are, do not look them in the eye.
3: (laughs) (laughs) This sounds a lot like uh, some of the population we have on the streets around here.
1: Make yourself look as big as possible, such as by spreading open your coat, then back away as quietly as possible
3: without making
1: sudden moves according to Seto. Seto. Uh, let me see here.
3: They they were taken back and frightened by how big and fat the monkeys were? No, they're saying <laughs> make yourself look big.
1: A woman was assaulted by a monkey while hanging laundry on her veranda. Another victim showed bandaged toes. They were taken aback and frightened by how big and oh how big and fat the monkeys were. <laughs> the monkeys terrorized the community in Japanese uh the kind of uh macaw the kind of picture uh pictured peacefully bathing in hot springs uh no one has been seriously injured so far but all have been advised to get hospital treatment ambulances were called in some cases uh no one seems to know why the attacks have occurred and where exactly the troop of monkeys came from remains unclear I've never seen anything like it in my entire life. So, I just say you wax on, wax off them bad boys. What are you talking about? A tranquilizer? Well, do
3: you really think they allow them to carry in Tokyo?
1: Oh, man. Tokyo, they come up with something. Some kill make a slingshot or something.
3: What? A dart gun?
1: Isn't a, that, you, a dart I mean, gun? They're, they're like, there's got to be some kind of ninja way
2: to you're profiling minkies. you're profiling this thing but no, if we're going so to do
1: that smart over there what what are you thinking tranquilizers they're darting them with a the tranquilizer and
3: then what do you do with them if we're throwing them gonna in a little truck them, boil them guys with are way off
2: ninja stars you're not even talking <laughs> about it <laughs> y'all didn't even mention <laughs> it like i don't even know who you are
3: Kung Fu? Is that what you're well, saying? Go back to that. We don't talk about what
2: we do in the
1: nighttime.
2: At the night. Oh my gosh.
3: <laughs> when we wear our
2: black suits. Well, this will be our last show.
3: <laughs> We've offended a nation well, now. We did a state pre- <laughs> prior, and a, maybe even a race we'll get to. I don't know. What is that gonna, it's a gonna.
1: People are going to find us with. Ninja wires around our necks and (laughs) stars stuck in
2: us and darts. Uh, So what were we watching? What did we see or what were we listening to? Oh, that was a podcast, TJ. You and I were listening to, and we laughed and laughed. Speaking of ninja stars, you and I were listening to that podcast. Might've been meat eater. I think it was meat eater. Wasn't it? Where they were talking about making ninja stars for their kids and that and in, and in, in somebody had made the comment on their podcast that uh, when you throw a ninja ninja fighting star at somebody in movies, the person instantly dies. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. The ninja <laughs> ninja fighting star, you know, this little piece of metal sticks in somebody and they instantly die. But All in reality in reality think about it you throw a ninja fighting star you're not going to instantly die it's going to stick in you and you're going to be like god
0: what the heck dude why'd you throw that at me that hurts so bad
1: right yeah yeah well that, that you know and i never i never put those two things together when you're neither watching. am i it's you know if you get hit I, by the star you're dead yeah you just die
2: you just <laughs> fall over dead. you silently we just, took just as, fall we took off. it as reality
3: Well, you didn't watch Kung Fu growing up. Come on. No, I did. And people people would
2: fly over dead with ninja fighting stars.
3: But, But, by the way, in Japan, they've got some of the most stringent gun laws out there. And civilians cannot buy a handgun or a rifle. Only air guns. So maybe that's the secret. Oh, that's
1: fine have you seen what some of the air guns do nowadays oh my gosh we 22 caliber
3: we went with those one guys from yeah, the we went Hogwart hogzilla 22
1: caliber or i guess it was a 22 caliber no those uh, were air like air
3: gun 357
1: now, yeah you can you can pop three fifty seven.
3: yeah with like they would charge them up with
1: car makai makar uh monkey in the head with one of those and Give him a little.
3: So the the one that uh, the guy that I went with that was hunting. Evan. He had his air gun. It looked like a Kentucky long rifle and they would pump it up to about 2200 uh, PSI. It had in the stock and up the bottom of the barrel was the chamber or the cylinder to hold that high pressure air. But it was a it was a guess what? A daisy. It was a daisy who made it. And he said the most effective was putting in a, he would put in a three fifty seven, and it had kind of a rifled slug looking thing where it had a point on it. And then right behind it, he would put in a ball, like a musket ball of the same size, and it would shoot both of them. And one of them would trail off just slightly in the other one so that it made about, of four to six inch uh, gap between them, and you got two bullets out of one. Okay. Well, there that's you go. Doub-
2: that's called double odd buck. No. If you are <laughs> right? ever confronted, this is out of a
3: rifle, bro. A uh,
1: uh, monkey trying to steal your children or bite your old legs.
3: Throw a throw a
1: star at him. Put a 45 caliber and a musket ball in your
2: no 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 no. No, we're not legal no do not say that do not do this hey but i'll tell you what you do need to do is go to nile maxwell gmc if you're looking for the perfect truck or suv uh, and you can't find it let the professionals at nile maxwell gmc have one built for you just because it's not in stock doesn't mean you have to settle for less our team at nile maxwell gmc will sit down with you and build the exact vehicle that best suits your needs. Build it, buy it, and we'll deliver it directly to your driveway. Go see our friends at Nile Maxwell GMC, exit 256 in Round Rock, or you can check them out online, nilemaxwellgmc.com. See dealer for details, because we are professional. Great. Game more field notes up next. It's the Outdoor Zone Live at the Bunkhouse, 24-7, 365 at the Outdoor Zone.
0: All
2: right. Welcome back. It is the Outdoor Zone. We are live in the bunkhouse. I stare in the background. It's TJ staring at a. bookshelf beefsteak is walking around and i myself feel so lonely here uh here
3: on the hey i'm here for you buddy Uh, thank you Uh, you want a big hug is that what you're looking looking for i was looking for my bible
1: case that has Uh a secret pocket in it Uh for a ninja star
3: misplaced it For a ninja star, that's where you keep your ninja stars, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Keystone Bank. We love Keystone Bank. It's where we all bank. Uh, Experience the value of community banking where local matters. Come join the bank of choice for Austin community members, families, and entrepreneurs, and you, regulators. We're Keystone Bank, founded by Jeff Wilkinson. And his team operated right here in Austin, Texas, by locals like you. That's why we're so invested in our community and its success. When you're banking with Keystone Bank, you'll enjoy the local relationship-based service that sets them apart. Banking at your fingertips, anywhere, anytime. To learn more about getting the account started with Keystone Bank, visit one of the locations in person. There's one at 11,500 B Cave Road there in West Austin. There's one at 500 Pressler Street in downtown Austin or go to the original location 900 Hutchins Avenue in beautiful Ballinger Texas or just go to the website keystone.bank for all the information on Keystone Bank keystone.bank for all their information now it's time for game warden build notes
2: These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true game warden field notes.
1: Well, man, there is a rash of this stuff going on out there. And it's something as outdoor guys and gals, we need to be paying attention to. And I, I, I guess I've experienced it in the past, but, um, it says here, uh, authorities say a 22 year old man was killed and another injured Tuesday after a lightning bolt struck an outdoor school campground in the Teton wilderness, not far from Yellowstone park. The Teton County Sheriff's office said 11 students and three leaders with the national outdoor leadership school, which is by the way, a premier outdoor leadership school. If you ever were looking for a, Um, a way to just totally be immersed and learn um, outdoor skills national outdoor leadership school is a incredible organization sad to say they were um, working in the teton wilderness learning outdoor skills and other techniques when the storm moved through investigators say said they believe the 22 year old student was in a tent When the lightning struck a group leader who was also reported injured by a bolt tried administering CPR efforts to the victim before first responders arrived. Uh, Radar animation around the time of the strike showed plenty of lightning associated with storms that rolled through northern Wyoming around 6pm the lightning fatal fatality is the ninth of the year in the U.S. and the first deadly event reported in Wyoming in more than a decade. Uh, the lightning strike happened in the wilderness that borders Yellowstone National Park, where there is little cover from the weather's elements. Rangers advise anyone hiking or camping in the backcountry during thunderstorms to avoid open areas and try to find the lowest terrain
3: possible. Hmm. Have you uh, have you ever been in a really bad rainstorm with lightning and you're in a tent? Yep. Okay. On the top
1: of uh, Gannon
3: Peak. <laughs> when I was a Just kid, it was at night. My uncle terrible. was in this little tent, and he said, I, "This is all I remembered. Whatever you do, don't touch the tent. If you put your finger on there, then we'll fill up with water." Oh, Have yeah. you ever heard that, that before? Old saying. Yeah, and that's all I yeah. could think of is, "Oh no, I don't. I don't want it. I'm gonna touch it. I got to now." I've got to <laughs> <laughs> shocking I'll wait till well, and asleep. there's been
1: several uh there's been several other reports wasn't there um two people at in Washington or where is that other one I heard there was a in washington
2: rep- d c they had a news report come out that uh yeah some right right next to the White House and
3: uh oh yeah and the bar was there.
2: A, Uh yeah Yeah, the the white house got struck by lightning
3: huh i was thinking the you know that came from a bolt from heaven but oh
2: now i was thinking the exact same thing but (laughs) the the uh the scariest and i've probably talked about it on here the scariest situation i'd ever been in uh since my childhood and being stuck out in lightning storms with tj my dad uh was it was all highly
1: purposely. highly monitored all oh, yeah. safety precautions were in place here we run around protect. with
3: this golf club just just run run <laughs> yeah you run that <laughs> way hold this graphite sit
1: here in my, sit in my chair and watch
3: you run around
1: your yard with a golf club hold as oh, high as you can is a graphite
3: there. uh what fishing rod is that what you're gonna say
2: yeah graphite fishing rod stick that straight up in the air and hold it as high as you can son uh but last year i was in tennessee and there were storms rolling in and out and storms rolling in and out during practice for a big tournament that i had on the uh, in tennessee on the tennessee river and i did not make a good choice i felt I was close to the boat ramp at this point when this big storm had come in because there was some lightning in it I could hear it far off some thunder and I was close to the boat ramp which happened to be next to the dam which happened to be a uh, uh, what do they call them like a hydro dam or you know mm-hmm. the ones that generate uh, for electricity purposes for for making electricity and I happened to be right next to it False sense of security being that, you know, I felt like I had this big wall of rock on one side of me, you know, kind of protecting me from being the high point, not taking into consideration that there's a massive section of metal, electric metal rods and conductors on the opposite side of that dam. Basically lightning rods all around. Basically, lightning rods on the opposite side of those rocks. So there's a pile of rocks that separate me and a lightning magnet, basically. Well, if
3: you've ever been, we were about 50 yards away from a cottonwood tree that grew, was real big, and it got hit by lightning. This is out on the farm. I mean, it is the loudest, most impressive, and scary thing you'll ever see when you're within so, 50 yards. So I you, mean, it's you just, just
2: cut my whole story off. I was going to tell you about my near-death experience. We already Third went through Your little cottonwood it. tree experience where, you know, that's the 12-volt battery, little pop next to you. Oh. Nothing like this lightning bolt that hit this electric plant, this massive conductor right next to me.
3: So it went and, through all of the metal and all the stuff that was around is what uh, amplified it, is what you're yeah, saying.
2: I, I mean, everything went black. My eardrums rang. I jumped down on the floorboard of the boat and put it on on pad. I, I blew through no wake zone in the park where we had launched, you know, that was 200 yards away and ran my boat straight up on the beach, didn't care. Jumped out of my boat and ran up, you know, into the boat launch under a little uh, pavilion they had under a cottonwood tree <laughs> under a cottonwood tree <laughs> so the, where the, the three, three, second and there was beef under there, yeah. <laughs> the uh the
1: three top what do you think the three top dangerous places for lightning are
3: well uh, the, when we were on table rock lake and something came over they told us that we did the right thing by staying in the water if you go to the shore that Drop is more things. dangerous
2: Well, probably on the Tennessee River, uh, the number one would be the Tennessee River electro dam, uh, conduction plant at the (laughs) fishing beach activities and camping are
1: the three most dangerous things you can be doing. The three things that we do most, (laughs) of course, then you could also be a Democrat visiting washington dc that could be (laughs) highly dangerous too oh my goodness republican visiting (laughs) Uh, farmranchstore.com better safe than just stay on the farm just stay on the farm tj just stay on the farm there's no better way to ensure a successful farmer ranch operation man i was working on my gate yesterday and i so love that preferred gate uh, you need well-built equipment if you're going to have a piece of dirt. From handling equipment, ranching equipment, to fencing feeders, rodeo arenas, we're proud to offer you the top quality products available on the farm and ranch market today. Our supplies products come from leading suppliers like Prefort Powder River, WW Manufacturer, all trusted names in the industry. Oh, and hey, Boar Buster Hog Traps as well. Get the best hog trap, the Boar Buster Hog Trap. All available for you, the landowner, at farmrandstore.com. Farmrantstore.com, That's where landowner goes to get the work done.
2: You're talking about your gate and working on it all the time. And it doesn't maintenance, it, can baby. You imagine maintenance. Maintainance. Right. It, can you imagine if you didn't have a good gate and having to work on that part of it? You know, because you got to work on a gate all the time anyway, right? Because stuff happens. But I couldn't imagine not having a good game. Hey, coming up, we've got a whole nother hour of your favorite outdoor zone. We've got your Peter report, your armed citizens report. Uh, on the flip side, we're going to talk about the show alone. Well, <laughs> and the idea is
1: who, which one of you, which one of us could oh. do
3: alone? Which who would one survive would the longest? Of the three of us? Which
1: one would win?
2: Well, I think we should come up with a sponsor to put up uh, the hundred grand, and us three go out and they try them it. They give him five hundred grand. i would do it. Yeah, but y'all are going to last like two weeks. See, no, Beef would win, Cody. No, no, he would Yeah, wouldn't. he would because he wouldn't have
1: to do anything.
2: Peter, report up next. It's the Outdoor Zone Live at the Bunkhouse, 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Come <laughs> com.